0: The Naked Vocalist is proudly sponsored by Vocalize You, the world's most comprehensive home study program for vocalists. Over 200,000 singers have experienced more range, more power, and more vocal freedom with Vocalize You. Download your copy from VocalizeU.com now.
1: Episode 23. This is Louise Smith with Speak My Mind.
0: But I can't seem to deliver it Frozen on the spot
1: There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> She's left the room. <laughs> she came in fully produced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great song. Yeah, Louis Smith. Wow, like that one. Do you remember? Do you remember a little while ago? Actually, we um, we saw her perform that song on in you on YouTube. Do you mm. Remember? Mm. She, I think she performed it at YouTube headquarters or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Because um, she, I don't know how she scored that one. It just came out of nowhere. She was. Studying at ACM uh, in in the UK, doing really well. Obviously, scoring good grades and that. But mm. then, she's obviously been really proactive with her marketing. She's out there doing it. She's got a good band together. I think they released the single last week.
0: I it. Um, we've been, we've known it for years, haven't we? Yeah, and followed her path. And she's she's one of those, I think, Louise, isn't she? Where
1: one of them, ah,
0: where she where she doesn't really
1: need to. I mean, I don't want to say oh, shit. No, I, I want to know what you were going to say. <laughs> and then I'd like to hear your adjustment to it because you oh, knew it was ridiculous. I backed out.
0: <laughs> she doesn't have to do a lot, really, does she? She doesn't have to work hard or anything. Yeah, not, yeah
1: born with it. Yeah. I hate that phrase. Yeah.
0: But what I mean is that she has got some serious talent and she has always... Um, I say always been able to sing. She's definitely trained, but she's she's always had something about her, hasn't she?
1: Yeah, well, I th- I think, um, you know, the more I speak, the more I realise I'm just quoting Malcolm Gladwell all the time. Mm. Like, you can tell I'm reading his books. Because everything, I'm like, no. No, this is this is an outlier. This has come straight out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah. But it is true, though, that um, Louise and uh, a select few who were in a choir together, mm. which you used to... Partly, mm. whatever, what you know, arrange or whatever, kids' choir. Yeah. Um, and then Louise used to come to me for lessons. Yeah. And Harry, yeah. Who was another person of similar age in the choir. That's right. Um, was going to you for lessons. But then, but I think the influencer with all that was Harry's you brother. You and me. Ah, what, there, there we go. I know. No, I'm not that narcissistic, but you can carry on. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I reckon Jack White might have injected the um, the gospel bug into those so kids. So true. Well, didn't it? So true. And it's, it's interesting when you see pockets of people turn up and there's, like I say, there's books about this that I'm currently reading. But it does make sense that they all influence each other and, you know, turns out Harry is incredibly talented and incredibly well-styled as a singer, partly from technique and partly from... Being an obsessive gospel nut, um, and so is Louise. Yes. Because her idolised singers are people like Ledisi and J Hard, abbreviated. So J we're, we're not friends. What do you think of her music? I think it's really cool. I don't know what I don't know what that kind of sample in the background reminds me of. Mm-hmm. I know it's just a sample of her voice, probably, but it reminds me of a little bit more of a retro R and B vibe, which. I'm reliably informed by a few people that that's coming back. Right. Sort of the Donell Jones. Sort Hopefully. Of thing. And uh, lots of people are going that angle for the new wave this year. Mm-hmm. So I really like it, but I've always been a fan of her voice ever since. Beautiful we, voice. Yeah, yeah. Personal opinion. Annoying. So. Um.
0: <laughs> so that's Louise Smith. You can find just Google Louise Smith. No, it's a pretty common name though, Steve. Should we tell? Louise Smith music. <laughs> guarantee it will come
1: up. I guarantee. <laughs> Asking someone to Google the Smith, <laughs> right, is, is insane. All right, so... Google Smith Singer. Guaranteed there'll be better advice in this podcast than that. All right, but Louise Smith Singer, she is on Twitter. Louise, What's, YouTube, Louise T. Smith Music. All right. She's got loads of stuff, but go to a live show as well. If you're in London, go to a live show. She has got a wonderful voice live too. Her website is Louise Smith Music. Um, dot unfortunately I'm not connected
0: to the internet So like, dot com, there you go Dot com Yeah com <laughs> 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 Louise th- Smith <laughs> Louise Smith Music com <laughs>
1: <laughs> What a mess You probably want to start that with www Don't you Yeah H-T-T-P so Google semicolon. it, yeah. A- yeah we probably got to Yeah We said we'd be quick Sorry but, but it was great Yeah, go and check it out um, We've got more, more new music to bring to you in future episodes Quite a lot of it's stacking up, which is great um, but we would like to uh, get into. Are we getting straight into the questions? Just touch upon vocal zone. Oh yeah, vocalzone.com. Uh, we the, did some. We did w- some vids. World famous lozenges. Yeah. Yeah, we did some vids for them. Um, we are part of the V team. V partly for vocals, partly for vocal zone. All right. Uh, and we've start. We've recorded a video series for them. Myself, you, Mr. Steve Giles. Mm. Uh, Style coach guru, Josh Alamu, and um, weirdly educated letters after a name, Lynn Hilton. He knows a lot about the inside stuff. Yeah, and we're talking vocal technique, vocal health, nutrition and lifestyle, and vocal style. So go and check out vocalzone.com. It's
0: basically all-encompassing. This is what you need to do to become an amazing singer. Clearly, it isn't quite that... um it isn't quite that straightforward, and there will be some...
1: Yeah. <laughs> some some loopholes. People have already been slagging me off for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? It's like, cut me some slack, mate. I've only got two minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good guide. It's a good kind of starting start point for any singers out there for, what do I... Okay, I need a bit of this, I need a bit of that. What do I need to eat? What do I need to supplement with? What do I need to vocalise with? What do I need to riff
1: with? Yeah. All that stuff All of it All all that good stuff So check out VocalZone Facebook VocalZone.com VocalZone.com But any information you hear in this podcast Will be available on the show notes Published on our pretty awful website uh, uh, (laughs) TheNakedVocalist.com Forward slash podcast Forward slash The number of the episode And for this one it's number 23 And why do you keep slagging off the website? It's really terrible though isn't it? I'm sorry for anyone who has to put up with it. Who made it? I can't remember who made it. I spent a day. (laughs) One day! Yeah. We're paying someone to do 30 hours, you know, and that's basic. So I really think you under-invested into that project. Hurt my feelings. Cobbled together. Hurt my feelings. We're professional, in a way. First question? First question. Okay. We're doing a QA today, let's do this, shall we? Okay. Well who's the first one then? John. John Washington. Oh. Presumably okay. he's from America. Hmm. Could be, who knows. Well,
0: he's worked with with Ian Davidson, so maybe not.
1: Okay. Um
0: Okay, so, here's John. Just discovered the site following your interview with Ian Davidson. I had numerous private lessons with Ian and he pretty much got me singing well enough to feel confident that soon I will be out performing acoustic ballads for fun. That's
1: what Ian does, doesn't he? What does he do? Well, he helps people get confidence and become good.
0: Right, yeah. In a nutshell. Well done. One of the issues I have is concerned with the ending of words at the end of a line. For some reason I don't seem seem able to always finish the word and it almost to me sounds like my voice loses its tone and power. This might be a confidence thing, or it might be that I don't study the components of the word fully to see if it needs modification. I wonder if you might do something on this aspect regards John. And we went back to John and we said, "Is there a trend with anything there? Is there a trend within the words that you experience it with?" And he said it's kind of random. It's just the end of words and lines. He also says that um, maybe it's because he anticipates a silence at an end of a word or a line and he's not really up for that um before the start of the next phrase um and he also mentioned something about robert lunte four pillars
1: oh that's robert lunte's training program
0: right yeah wondered whether we, we've had experience with that program uh by the way really like your blog so the content
1: probably, probably would have said the functionality was needed some work um but anyway what are your, so, what
0: are your thoughts then? Still slagging off the website, that's my thoughts. <laughs> right, so with the three sections here. Let's do the last two. R- Robert Lunte, any experience with the four pillars? Not a clue.
1: No idea. Sorry. Next. Um... <laughs> really helpful. Sorry. So, we, you know, Robert Lunte, to be fair, is a very well-known singing coach. Mm. Um, the Modern Vocalist is, is his website. But massive forum. Massive forum, yeah. And I'm sure you know he does a lot for the singing world in that sense, but as far as the content for that programme goes, I haven't got a clue what's in it. No. So no. can't can't really recommend it.
0: Um, the second thing was that he really liked our blog, and we've done that already. So the first, oh. the first point was uh, about the ending of lines... Ending of uh, the last word in a line, that kind of stuff. Is it a confidence thing? Well, firstly, the most obvious thing you'd go to is breathing. Am I running out of breath before the end of the line? Kind of assume that this isn't the situation for you, John, because uh, uh, you've worked with Ian Davidson for one thing and uh, it probably means you're a little further down the line. He would have slapped you right in the face if you weren't doing that right, wouldn't he? (laughs) if you weren't breathing correctly you would have punched you clean in the face <laughs> um, that isn't how Ian, D- Ian Davidson teaches sorry about that Ian apologies just for the sake of comedy yeah so breathing if, if that is an issue for anybody else out there who gets into the line and are running out of breath because let's face it breathing what's it going to do two, two outcomes two main outcomes one is that you're just going to lose energy with the voice with mm-hmm. the sound or going to squeeze Yep. Which is a very common one with airflow, isn't it? When we lose air, yeah, that we just want to do anything we can to make the pitch and we just clamp down on that word or whatever it is, and there's
1: no room for anything else to happen. Well, it's like it, that does remind me of those people that speak for too long on sentences when they're kind of babbling and they really just want to keep talking, and suddenly it's like and they start doing that. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. But some people, some people, um, when when they lo- run out of breath as well, actually do kind of fall apart in a, in a kind of fluffy, airy mess, don't they? Mm, because yeah. the the airflow in some ways really kind of is part of the balance of the system. And, Absolutely, yeah. Um, some people don't really have the sense of muscling it out either. So it's, it has many symptoms, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. But then if that,
0: isn't, if that, that one's kind of ticked off, then the next thing we would look at is as you've kind of intimated the psychology of everything which is the you know and I can really relate to this one even personally years ago and especially watching a lot of students with the same situation which is we find it easy to jump around on words and notes in singing because or easier mostly because it's like speaking and we can jump around on pictures and words quickly when we speak and we've been doing it for years so when it comes to doing that in song all we have to do is just adjust a little bit get off the note i'm out thank you very much some people may even style off of notes when they realize they've got to hold on to them because when i say style i mean like riff off the end of it yeah to try and get out i'm not holding this you know and why because sustaining is bloody hard mm-hmm. it can be hard it's holding on to a posture or a vocal setting whatever you want to call it for a long time, and being able to do that is something that really needs to be trained. And if we are not comfortable doing that, we're just going to not want to do it. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is—I remember I was singing a song. It must have been about five, six years ago in London when Greg Enriquez took a trip over. Yeah, and it was the first thing he picked up on me. He was like, "Hey, man, um, <laughs> I'm like, should I not?" <laughs> he does sound a little bit like that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. He, but he said, you need, He's. Uh, you, how am I going to put it? He said- Go home. <laughs> no, he <laughs> no, it was, uh, you need to finish your lines, man. <laughs> yeah? I'm not gonna. You need to finish your lines, this is what's the long and short of it. You need to just, you need to sing through it. And it was horrible. And I remember, yeah, I think he even used the line, face the demon. And it was something that I really realized then that i didn 't want to do because it felt really uncomfortable, but I had to face it so what can you do if if that is you out there if, it, if, if you feel like sustaining isn 't something that you wanna, that you want to do mm. or you feel comfortable doing, the first thing is you just got to face it and probably not on stage no for sure and uh, and whether that 's just getting in there and just holding it no matter what the sound is, you have to try and stick with that that same sound that you have on that last word, just hold it, blow the air through it, hold it. It will probably crack, um, bend, the, the pitch will bend. Um, um, scoop up or scoop down. Scoop up, scoop down. Loads of stuff can happen, but just face it, get through it, hold it. Then you can try some things off of that to work into a bit more. Maybe some scales. Mm-hmm. Um, this Swiss girl really come in because we get away from the singing aspect and find that pitch on a piano find a sound that works in there uh, that enables you to experience the pitch in a nice way like a choice of a vowel and a consonant that's it, and then hold it then, ok, that feels that way when I do it off the song, reintroduce it into the song on that same pitch play the track and whatever you need, well, guitar whatever you're using and then sing the same pitch but with the content and value using in the scale and then like mum 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 yeah yeah and then um and then sing the word and see if it feels the same and like the likelihood is you're going to be better than you were before yeah so that's a process there to to get closer to sustaining in a song if you feel like it's something you're not comfortable or confident with but it will be horrible to begin with
1: yeah and it, yeah i think you know when, like i say face the demons sing songs people styling off of it and it is, it is that moment, isn't it, where you think, I'm going to prescribe this person a ballad. Because mm, mm. it does make you face the demon. Mm. It does require more sustains. Um, but you desperately need it because with quick lyrics, you don't get the time to tune in a vowel. You might not get enough time on any, any of the lyrics to truly form that vowel in terms of jaw, tongue, lips, larynx. Which all need to be kind of close to optimal for you to feel comfortable on a sustain, yeah, don't okay, they? Yeah. So, if you do have a ballad or something with more sustains, as much of a bitch as it will be to sing it, it does give you more time to find the right thing across that note, mm. you know? And whether that is adjusting the larynx, using some funny tone like dumbness or twang or whatever to achieve more stability so that you can find, um, yeah, the right. <laughs> vocal posture to allow you to
0: sustain the old school instruction of singing through the vowel yeah uh, which is really commonly used about 25 years ago uh, it makes sense doesn't it yeah. to sing, but it's just if you can't that's, the, that's when the, the tricky part comes yeah. sing through the vowel well I can't because my, I don't know what I'm doing yeah which is when like
1: you say and my vowel is leaving me really unstable or
0: yeah. something yeah so use something that does work and then make the transition into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Anything else you got to add to that? Yeah, well, you, do you know what, I, I think f- you're... You, well, from what I hear about your, what you're talking about, it's like vocal balance, you know, facing the demon, just approaching it and experimenting with what you can do with the vowel sound and all that. And I, th- I think if we can take that as red, I'm thinking of like, I've heard quite balanced singers um, who are forming the vowel pretty well, Um, who aren't necessarily taking a lot of strain in, but in terms of like, probably because of musical influences and what they listen to and all that stuff, things like vibrato aren't present, Mm. you know? And I really think that, not saying this for everyone, because some styles really don't need it, like punk pop or something really doesn't need it, and, uh... You know, when they're ending lines, they're probably ending it with the pronunciation of the consonant or closing off on the diphthong or whatever it is, or just stopping. That's fair enough, but lots of people feel like they can't tidily end a line without maybe a little bit of vibrato here and there. Mm. Just to close off, that just seems to relax out tension that can be generated from singing a sustained note on one vowel, like the big note. Mm. Not lots of lyrics, but that one vowel. It's very hard to tidily end that without vibrato
0: so you say use vibrato as a yeah to, and if you is,
1: don't have it then to tr- to really look into training th- that's it. that's great yeah but i was gonna s-
0: just add that in because that may be one of the things that stops people from sustaining yes and it definitely has been in my experience when looking at s- some some singers i've worked with is you can tell i don't like the way that sounds because it doesn't sound like a singer yeah you know what i mean so uh, if i hold it it's just a I don't know what to call it. It's, a, it's like a foghorn. You know, it's just a... <laughs> uh, you know, and, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not desirable. Yeah, it's not desirable, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, then it would be addressing that and going, again, face it again, what is it that you don't like about that? What is it that doesn't make you feel like you can sustain? Yeah. What is sustaining to you? Oh, sustaining is with vibrato. That's that thing singers do. Okay, let's work vibrato.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if, if you go into a sustain, you know, and it's like when you go into one and you realise, I'm on the note... But I know this is a bad one. Like I'm, on, I'm, I'm on the note, but I'm not on the balance. Like mm. you know, like you might be like ah, you know. And the vi- training in vibrato can just reorder things a little bit. So if you're like ah, mm. you know, and you get that vibrato come in, and you're like, okay, that vibrato has helped me to not make that note blow. Totally, you know, and you know, drop the larynx maybe a little bit or get it in the right spot. Let the vocal cords relax with the oscillation of vibrato, and then you're much more likely to be able to shut down on things like volume, more tidily, and um, control or whatever. Um, but that's one thought I had, yeah. and then the other one was actually uh, a subject that is considered to be one of the most difficult things in singing. When you look at like the classical world or the opera world, is messi de voce, which is essentially you know like being able to. Um, <clears throat> Crescendo and diminuendo really well uh, on sustains. And it is pretty difficult. Lots of things have to move out of place and you have to adjust so many things to be able to diminuendo really well. Um, So for me, when singers as well sound quite balanced but not sure how to end things tidily, I think some of the diminuendo exercises are really great but using consonants to kind of stabilise you each time like you know like coming down or mm. go, go, go 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 and trying to, trying to and across actually longer um, time frames diminuendoing over more, you know, five seconds, six seconds, seven seconds and even just like no. And trying to close down those vowels, mm. um, dropping back the volume. It takes a lot of like feeling around, but looking into techniques for Messi di voce and diminuendoing techniques will, will again help you have much more vocal control mm. uh, and generally be more balanced. I think in the end, yeah. So that's it will all, it will all it will feed back into what you said. It will vibrato and diminuendo will feed into vocal balance again. Mm. Mm. So yeah. yeah. So that's in a nutshell. Is that quite I I can't even... How long was that? Um, that was a conquer, wasn't it? 15 minutes, guessing. Yeah, because yeah. they normally turn into watermelons,
0: don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, look, hopefully, John, that's <laughs> answered your question. If not, then please let us
1: know. Um, moving on. Shall I ask this one? Are we moving on to a beast? Oh, no, you asked the last one. I won't ask this one. Oh, All right, there. All right, let's have a fight. Um, Passaggio problem. He spelt it right, didn't he? I never do. One G, one S. Oh, it was. S. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was one G. Yeah. Uh, okay, so dear Chris and Steve, I love your podcast. Barrassing. Uh, and have listened to them all. After four years of lessons, I finally discovered my mix voice. Uh, a half year later, I have this strange problem that I hope you can help me fix. Before I found my mix, my natural break was high B flat leaving my high B tenuous and prone to cracking. So that sounds like B flat 4 and B4. Um, my teacher, who is awesome, made me work hard on singing my upper range as piano as possible. That means kind of quietly. Um, uh, to make my ordinarily forte, or loud, high notes more mezzo-forte, which is semi-loud, <laughs> so they wouldn't crack. Uh, in doing so, I discovered that I could flip into my mix. Now I warm up to mix at high E-flat, presumably F- E-flat 5, and as a result my high B and C well below are pretty reliable. Here's the problem though, when I do my scales up through my break, the upper end of my chest voice disappears into a mixed voice, for example, when my top note in mix is E-flat and my bottom note is A-flat, which is well in my chest voice range, it stays against my will in mix. How can I develop the flexibility to pop up into my mix and drop down into chest at my break, preserving the best of both? Thanks. Steve, Steve has his hands on his head, right? <laughs> <laughs> You you realise you're doing that? I didn't yeah. realise that. And that's not so. We that is a Colin, by the way, Colin. That is a cracking question. Cracking question. I think the what the one thing we're thinking of is that it has quite a lot of technical language in it. That I think. Shall I summarise that? Please. So the mixed voice is essentially what comes in at the upper part of someone's chest, and it is it's essentially the the interaction with the top is like if you don't mix very well you tend to yell into those notes or you flip into like head voice but if you're able to maintain relaxation and a clear tone and like no that kind of thing like not pushed nothing else and that's considered to be by a lot of people the mixed voice. And we are assuming that is what Colin is talking about here and that is only an assumption because we don't know. No because he He, may sing something and say it's his mix and it would be different to what we perceive as mix. Which is is always a good one, good good to point out Steve that was always fair. Um, So he he found that place after a while of probably never finding it and he's worked a lot in that area and he's felt like he's really felt it as in it, it sounds like he feels that it really lifts in there. And it's really noticeable that he's achieved it, which is great. Good right? for you, yeah. Really cool. That's what people really um, spend a long time trying to find is the elusive mix. Um, and he's happy with his upper notes, but it sounds like um, the, the kind of mid-range just before he enters the passaggio. And so for guys that would be like E4. E flat 4, and for females that would be like A4, A flat 4, something like that. Before he gets in there, there's a little bit of an area that gets a little bit soft and fluffy, um, probably a little bit breathy, which he's not happy with. It essentially makes his regis- registers sound like they're not connected, like there's a gap. Um, and that's what I presume he is mm. talking about. And how do you, and how do you um, then zip up that gap please nobody shoot me down for using the phrase i was gonna say right (laughs) i'm not i'm not referring to vocal fold function um but how do you hoover up that soft spot just underneath the passaggio at the top of chest okay yeah yeah i don't know if that helped you on the summary i felt like i just said the same shit over and over again
0: Yeah, no, it's good. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... And his teacher, by the looks of it, has, has made him start to developing those high notes by being quiet first.
0: Which, yeah. Which Reduce, is great.
1: Reducing volume, which is, yeah, exactly what yeah. you would do if someone's not having a lot of success up there and probably is yelling. Um,
0: so re- finding the... I and mean, he said release. We're using all the terms today, aren't we? Yeah. So, I, yeah, release, find, just being able to sing high notes easily yeah basically and then clearly working in finding some ways to work into them to adjust the tone and um making it more intense yeah in a, in a sense and th- but what's happened as a result is coming down a bit lower we get this this place where that setup doesn't work yeah for, for that lower stuff around the between the
1: a what did he say a a flat to e flat is that what he's saying he's yeah. saying yeah yeah mm. essentially um so when you say setup, like, can you explain to everyone what you mean by like the setup for the middle compared to the setup for the part of the voice where he feels like it's going wrong?
0: Yeah. So as we know, there is a, a tension. We we need to consider the, the tension balance between the two muscles that are used uh, within the vocal fold structure. Yeah. And as we ascend in pitch or descend, basically every pitch has got its own coordination. And uh, we just need to make that adjustment. And if and if we aren't trained or we aren't aware of what those adjustments are, then uh, we aren't potentially going to have the result that we want, mm-hmm. both audibly and uh, and. Uh, emotionally (laughs) but equally you've got to add to that obviously the resonance shift as well and how that affects the whole structure of the setup so Mm -hmm. these things are always going hand in hand and will either help or hinder our situation as we change pitch so what does this mean for whether you're going up or down it means that if we are used to using a certain situation a certain setup whether that be muscular or we're used to feeling a certain, feeling a certain, how do I don't want to say resonance specifically, but... But yeah, whatever
1: whatever, it, whatever sensation it is at that point, you kind of yeah. attach
0: to it, don't you? Attached to that, exactly, yeah. And as human beings, we do do that. So if we are used to doing that, which it seems to you, Colin, that you're used to experiencing that feeling of what you call mix, but essentially using that coordination, if you're trying to use that too low down, then it... It, the reasons why it's not going to work for the for the reasons I just gave. Mhm. And uh it's going to be about trying to readjust to those pitches in the way that is optimal for the voice. Mm-hmm.
1: Both in a muscular sense and a, in a resonant sense. Yeah, and that, you know, broadly going back to what you said earlier, in that most people are trying to uh trying to get themselves out of chest voice, trying to get chest voice to balance out and not be heavy and not, uh, not yell into the bridge, mm. um, is what most people are doing and again like if you're a musical theatre, if you're a rock singer, if you're singing intense styles, typically that's what you spend your life doing and you never have a problem like Colin, hardly ever you know? Mm. You're always working on head voice, you're always trying to get that part of the balance alive so that it helps your chest voice to uh, mix, if you like, or whatever, into the next part of your voice. Um, But if you're like Colin, you go, you're kind of going the other direction in that you've worked the top so much that now you need to remember to reconnect to your chest voice, you know? But assuming Colin, Colin's history Colin probably had a problem with his chest voice you know. Um, and I'd love to hear more about it Colin if you can get in touch with us but that means that you know, returning to possibly behaviours that you would have been trained out of before is actually a way forward for you because that's what I, I wrote a, blog, um, a Facebook post a little while ago which says about um, that I'm an absolute hypocrite when it comes to voice training Because you'll spend such a long time trying to get someone to not abuse their chest voice and use head voice and get vowels um, closed on the lips so that they help you transition and loads of stuff like don't yell. And then when they become incredibly well balanced and almost a little bit too top heavy and head voice dominant, then you have to like return to that whole like now belt the shit out of it, you know? now give me your version of a yell, mm. you know, because that person will be like, but you said never to do that, right? and I'm like, I don't recall, I don't think I ever said never, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that in, in, in the short term, or for the most part, this ain't going to do you any favours, mm. but there is always a balance in the voice, and um, the balance that Colin's talking about for men is very uncommon as in men don't usually lose track of their chest voice and lose connection to their chest voice, um, unless they happen to sing high a lot. And I've got a couple of clients who I can think who sing high Bs and Cs, who have trouble ultimately because they spend so much time up there, they lose the bottom notes, they lose the foundation. But females, on the other hand, their voices are ordered differently and they commonly coming up against this problem, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Yep. It's really
1: common in females. So what would we do to work into that? Well, um, the first thing is, and I think you might have have really intimated this before, is we really attach ourselves to sensations. Mm. And Colin, and I know you've done it, I know I've done it, I know we've gone, oh my God, feel this new place. It feels like I'm flying on a thermal above the Himalayas, right? Mm. It's just the best feeling once you pulled the crap out of your voice forever. But we would all be guilty of trying to feel that every time we sung. Yep. Going for like, I must feel the mix, I must feel the mix. But in truth, when you sing in the passaggio really well, you don't feel anything. You know, you don't feel mix. You know, when, when your voice is really, really at a high level, from the very bottom note to the very top, the sensations are really subtle. So Colin may be trying to usher in mix so desperately that he is dropping his chest voice too readily, you know? Mm. And from, for the most part then, it's then to get into exercises of like, spread the vowels open, you know, go for chest voice. C- go from the bottom up nice and deep. See if you can maintain some intensity in there and see if that all that training you've done on the high notes will actually allow you to mix without even thinking about it, without forcing it. Um, and that way you won't drop um, too much tension in your vocal muscles in order to feel like you're lighter on your feet because mm. you want to keep some of that vocal cord active to give you intensity um, and then you will just have to work with the teacher to make sure you're just not yelling again.
0: Mm, but like, yeah I like that, it's, the, the chances and you're going to feel like it Colin that you that you don't want to do it like you just said uh, addressing the psychology of it all you're going to feel like you don't want to possibly if we're assuming this is this is the person you are but yeah. you're not going to want to yell into it you're not going to but trust it for a little while clearly you do it for two years you might run into a problem. Yeah. You know, but, but that's part of the balance. And this is the point where you just suggested there, Chris, about working with somebody. It's probably the point where, yeah, you're really going to want to think about that, Colin, if you're... If you, um, obviously, you've got a teacher there. I don't know if you're still working with them, but to address or guide you in this area because, for one, you're not going to feel a lot and uh, you're going to want somebody to hear it and tell you what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just in general, having somebody there to guide you with this is going to be really important, I think.
1: And it, it does sound like you have a really great relationship with your teacher. So um, open up all of your thoughts to your teacher and ask for their guidance on what you want to achieve, which is sounds like more intensity. Um, I did actually write down a, um, a potential exercise... Um, that might work, and uh, it's one that I've had some success with with clients, is, is the word "ba," um, Ba, ba, ba." And the combination of that vowel and consonant seems to work quite well for someone who you want to get back in chest um, and taking some more of that quality into their mixed voice, um, without necessarily getting bitten too badly in the ass. Because um, the B itself, the B is quite a good one. It's slightly darker consonant. It lowers the larynx mm. a little bit. It does help you to adduct the vocal cords to um, to give you some more of like perceived chest quality. But the A vowel um, really does bring in the brightness and the intensity. So and it's kind of
0: halfway between the two, half medium, right? Yeah,
1: that's it. You know, the at vowel on its own can be so bright and so intense that it can just make people out and out yell. But the b takes the edge off it, and sometimes the w, mm. like wow, wow, mm. really great for getting people back in the mix. But because the w is quite soft on the onset, it might not give some people quite enough purchase to get good, good intense call closure. Um, and then you know you work from the ba 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 to the more closed vowels to see if you can maintain the quality as you go from ba to ba to bur to, 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 to boo or whatever. Um, and then you just add all of the tools that you would normally like: vibrato, sustain. Can you ascend in pitch? Can you no? Nah, can you oscillate between pitches that go in and out of your bridge? If you can, then like you're doing stuff right. You know you can't be afraid of you know belting per se because. It sounds like it might be what you need, but it sounds like in a nutshell,
0: this is just about readdressing chest voice for you, Colin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's. I mean, we'll put that on the title of the podcast because that's probably a good summary. Thanks, mate. No worries. Go and do your chest, yeah. Sort that out. Good stuff. Um, Thank you <clears> for your <throat> question, but that was an interesting question. Mm. Um, I did really like that, and it is very relevant to a lot of people. Uh, but, again, I just think getting hold of a teacher to help you with this stuff. This stuff ain't easy. No. No. Um, okay. So that's us done for today. I think so. Uh, please, please, God on earth, get in touch with us. Go on, what were you going to say? Well, no,
0: just, I think just it's easier for people if we just... I think what it is, going forward, I think what we do at this point in the podcast every time is we go, go on a website, go on Twitter, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, go on Snapchat. Do all that. Ain't got a Snapchat. No way. But, and then everyone, everyone at home is thinking, oh, they are giving me five different things to go on, I've only got time to do one or something. Reality, no one's thinking that at all and probably doesn't even listen to this bit. But, if we just say, maybe if we just say one.
1: Alright. What about this week, we do Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Who's on Twitter? Hands up. One, two, three, four... Is is that a hand up at the back? Yeah. Okay. Five. Five of them.
0: Those are your hands up right now. Take out your iPhone. Not while you're driving. And... um, put into the little search box, the naked vocalist. Or TNV questions. That
1: would probably be better, wouldn't it? TNV questions. Yeah. Um, you get all sorts with nakedness. Yeah, you do, actually. Um, and, yeah, leave us a question. Tell us how brilliant slash woeful we are. Uh, and do get in touch. But, you know, I know you said one thing, but please join our mailing list, okay, on our website, nakedvocalist.com. Because um, we'd really like to get in touch with you guys about providing stuff that you actually want. Mm. Um uh, so And, you know, getting stuff out to you that you're genuinely going to find valuable and not irritating. So, get on the mailing list, but we do thank you for everyone, and we have like, you know, we're up to like 50,000 plays at the moment, so um, we are absolutely over the moon about that, um, and thank really want to keep doing it, don't we? Yeah, it's got a bit emotional, hasn't it? It has. I think it's because I'm tired. You know what I mean? I'm vulnerable. See you later. Yep.
0: The Naked Vocalist is proud to be sponsored by VocalizeU. Truly the best home study program for singers. Available for desktop computers, iPad and iPhone. Download your copy from vocalizeu.com now.